trust the movement, I negate the chaos, uplift the negative, I'll show up at the table again. Welcome to Grassroot Ohio, conversations with everyday people working on important issues here in Columbus and all around Ohio. I'm Carolyn Harding, and today I'm talking with Deborah Diggs, Tiffany Sigler-Rimbalski, and Maria Ramirez, Central Ohio get out the vote advocates and activists. Deborah Diggs humbly serves the city of Columbus residents, providing essential needs, necessary equipment every day to succeed. She believes voting is one tool individuals could and should use and the people who make the rules do not live our lives. However, they make rules that govern our lives. What we tolerate, we encourage. So voting can, does, and will make a difference. Deborah is a lifetime member of the Franklin County Democratic Women's Club, Southside Progressive, elected to represent Ward 3 on Central Committee for the Franklin County Democratic Party, and recently elected as third vice chair for the Franklin County Democratic Party. Welcome, Deborah. Glad to have you. Thank you for this opportunity. Great. Glad to be here. Thank you. Maria Ramirez lives in Worthington and has been a member of Indivisible Ohio for the last four years. She is currently focused on helping people navigate the coming election. Her favorite voter registration moment was helping her then 17-year-old son register to vote. She represents Worthington Ward 2 in the Franklin County Democratic Party's Central Executive Committee and is a member of the Worthington Community Relations Commission. Welcome, Maria. Thank you, Carolyn. I'm so happy to be here today. Welcome to Grassroot. And Tiffany Sigler-Rimbalski is a Columbus activist and voter rights advocate. She is mom to Emma, who just started BGSU, Bowling Green, and will be voting male in absentee, and a mom to Paul, who just started high school and is not sure he ever wants to vote. She's a creator of Vinny Voter, her inflatable T-Rex, who also has his own Instagram account, and a monarch butterfly enthusiast. Welcome, all four of you. Thank you. The election of our lifetime is eight and a half weeks away and you three have been very busy. Let's talk, what is it that you're focusing on for this election? Deborah, what are you focusing on for this coming November election, presidential? Well, my focus is dig into the roots of um, the community, um, not just my community, but all over the city of Columbus to get those disengaged, uh, misinformed, and non-active uh, voters um, non-voters actively engage in participating in the process by getting them registered and if they would like to get an absentee ballot, helping them to request the absentee ballot, and then following up with them to make sure that they receive that information in the mail as they should have. And then if they are wanting to have a additional assistance, sitting down with them to help them understand and navigate through completing the absentee ballot and then helping them to submit it um, because you can't take it back for them, but like making sure they know where it goes, they have the proper postage for it, they understand the process. The biggest thing for me right now is actually um, getting individuals participating in the process uh, and getting them to cast their vote for November. How about you, Maria? Uh, something really similar. 
to what Deborah's talking about. Uh, I have been really trying to help people navigate this election. And uh, things are a little bit different because of COVID-19. So uh, trying to get people informed about the three different great ways of voting that we have. You know, we have three great options. Uh, we can vote by absentee, vote by mail, or we can vote early in Ohio or vote on election day. And those are three great options. Um, trying to get people to formulate a plan. This year, it's incredibly important to plan ahead and know what you want to do. And uh, also, I've been trying to connect people to volunteer uh, resources. So uh, I know that there are a lot of people who want to help. And there are lots of opportunities to help. So I've been trying to also help connect people who are eager to get out there and do some work uh, to, uh, to connect to uh, the resources so they, can, so they can work. Excellent. How about you, Tiffany? Um, what they all said, um, but you know, taking different approaches. Um, I'm trying to help people um, through my front yard and through social media to claim their power, to own the, this process, this voting process. And it's not as easy as it should be. So let's just put that out there. Mm -hmm. um, but we can do it. And I would like to help people do that and to oversee from planning how, well, first registering, planning how are they gonna vote? Are they gonna vote by mail? Are they gonna vote early in person? Or are they gonna show up on election day? And to own the entire process so they can track from, making, from registering to making their plan, to seeing it through, to seeing um, that their ballot is counted. I think um, once you do that, you take that, those steps, you are empowered to be a voter for the rest of your life. So this is the entry point to participate in our government. And frankly, that's the only thing that's going to help us is if more of us participate. Right. I mean, I've always kind of taken for granted. I've, I've registered myself and then I'd show up at, you know, my polling station and, you know, see that my name was there and I'd vote. But I live in a affluent suburb and it's always been easy. But this year with the shenanigans that are going on with the post office um, and um, the importance of everyone showing up, I want to know what you personally, what your skill sets, why you do exactly what you do. Like Tiffany, you go online, you have your T-Rex. Tell me what, why that works for you. Let's start with you, Tiff. Well, um, in my past life, before having the kids, I was a teacher. And, and I also like to have fun because, um, frankly, there's so many things that are going on that are so depressing that I like to make myself laugh and I like to make everybody else laugh because we need it, right? Yes. So that's why we have the T-Rex here. Um, this is Vinny. <clears throat> Vinny is, um, he sits by or he stands by my voter box that has um, absentee applications and voter registration forms and just voting information in my front yard. He is there, his name is Vinny Voter. Um, and he likes to give people accurate information to empower them to, um, to participate in this democratic process of voting. Um, so 
I guess that's my skill set. I like to make people smile. All right. How about you, Maria? Uh, I am just really drawn to uh, helping my community. I want people to be able to be engaged and to have their voices heard. And I think voting is an incredible way of doing that. And so I, I wanna make sure that everybody has the opportunity to participate in this really important election. And not just this election, but I, I want people to become lifetime voters. I want people to be engaged in every election uh, because that is our source of power, one of our sources of power. There are other things too, uh, but I think it's a really important thing to do. So I, I just want to, uh, to connect people to the resources. I want to help them vote and uh, encourage them to continue to do that. And, you know, I also, uh, before I had my kids, I was teaching in the Department of Architecture at OSU. So I think there's, there's something of that in me too. I like to, I, I, I'm a teacher at, at heart in many ways, so. Excellent. And Deborah, you've been out getting out the vote for years. Tell us what about it um, feeds you and what your skills are in your work. Hmm, skills. Um, well, I don't even know where to begin with the skills part, but mine's is different than the other ladies because of the community that I live in. Um, so being an African-American black colored person in the United States of America for the last 60 plus years, I've watched um, a number of individuals drop out of the process because they do not, do not believe their vote counts. They do not believe that our voting has made a difference. Even though there has been some strife, it's like playing Mother May I, we take steps forward and then we're pushed back. We are still fighting for things that should have been our God-given right according to the Constitution of the United States of America, which is not. We're still watching young men and young ladies and older people being killed by police, which should not be happening. Yes, there is crime in our community, but our communities are suffering and they're becoming gentrified. So I don't have the same answers as the other two ladies and as some others. There are people in my community that honestly have been, got become disengaged and disenfranchised, and they just do not believe that voting is the answer to making things happen in our community. My, my skill would be that I'm in my community. I am here in my community, and I've been working with the Indivisibles and telling them, don't come to our homes trying to rearrange our furniture. Call us and talk to us, create relationships with us and work with us, because it's going to take more work than just putting the box in my front yard with voter registration forms in it. It's going to take more work saying go to early voting. It's going to take more than get your absentee ballot and complete it and submit it. It's going to take some work. Uh, I've been registering people to vote since, <clears throat> I won't say what year, starting back in maybe the early 80s. And, um, and you'd see people and say, did you, did you vote? Oh, I forgot. Oh, was that today? Oh, you know, they should have said something out. We've just seen so many things happen. So mine, as I said, getting the individuals that aren't going to vote, that don't want to vote, that don't think they can vote, that have no idea how to vote, that don't understand the process, helping them to navigate through this system and getting actively engaged and participating, and also helping them to understand that we need to be holding individuals accountable, whether they look like us or look like someone else. We need to be calling them out on the decisions, the legislation, 
that they are creating that we have to engage with. The pandemic has been a good example of the lack of and what we do not have and how it's impacting our communities. Yes. So, Deborah, just how to really get it done. And, yeah. What I'm, what I'm curious about is how can people reach out to help in your, your work? Or do you have a, is there a website or a group that is working together or do you have an email that people can reach out to help do that hard work? Well, every Friday at four o'clock, we're at 1135 East Livingston. It's the corner of Livingston and Wilson. We've been having, sending out uh, text messages, invite anyone to come. We are trying to organize where we have people up and down Livingston, Parsons, Alum Creek, Main Street. We need, to, we need the Invisibles and all the others who are willing to help register votes to locate the Central Committee ward people in the different wards that need uh, to increase their voter participation. And let's just go out into the community. I don't want to go door to door because one of the things we've been trying to discourage our elders is opening the door for people they do not know and engaging with conversations at your door with people you do not know because people push in, they're checking out what you got in your house, things like that. But there's nothing to say we can't be at a strip mall or um, be at some corner stores or places and making sure people got their voter registration, making sure that they're current, making sure they got their absentee ballot. And if they want to go vote early vote, letting them know the dates and times that they can do that. Uh, connecting them with people who are willing to give rides to the polls if they want to do that. Connecting them with their neighbors who are going to the polls and will be willing to carpool with them and providing them with masks so that they can be safe while they're riding in the car and sanitizer. Um, it's about us coming together and working together, not one person, two people. We do not have a website, but Fridays, 1135 East Livingston, Mondays, Cleveland Avenue and 25th, um, you know, you can text me, email me. Um, you can What's reach your email? out on Facebook. My What's email your... um, is M like in Mary, O like in Oscar, M like in Martin, M like in Michael, A like in Adam. It's mama digs at yahoo.com. It's okay. M O M M A, mama, not M A, uh, digs at yahoo.com. Invite me to come out, join together. There are volunteer opportunities all over. I will be placed placing them on my Facebook page, but don't just register people to vote. Create a relationship with them. Give them your name and your number. Tell them to call you if they don't get their voter registration information. Tell them to call you if they don't get their absentee ballot in a timely manner. They will start sending them out. Um, I do believe it's uh, anytime after October the 6th, you should start seeing them in your mailboxes. Okay. Uh, let me, let, me, let me just cut in right there and we'll get more back to that. But this is Grassroot Ohio. I'm Carolyn Harding. Today I'm talking with uh, Deborah Diggs, Maria Ramirez, and Tiffany Sigler-Rombalski. We're talking about getting out the vote and we're all Central Ohio activists. And um, we've just been um, discussing tactics and, and how we can reach out to different kinds of people because let's go into the whole COVID aspect. I mean, like Deborah was saying, people aren't comfortable when you come up to them. And, and, and even if you have a mask, people are nervous. How are you dealing with the COVID situation, Maria? Well, there, there are a few things that are happening. So 
I, I'm also uh, doing what Tiffany's doing. I, I set up a box in front of my house to give out absentee ballot requests. Um, and that has been, I, I did that during the primary. I had a cardboard box and I was going through my uh, voter registration uh, materials and I happened to find 10 absentee ballot requests. So I thought, well, I'll share them with my neighbors. So I put them in a cardboard box, put them outside, they disappeared immediately. What I hadn't realized was that people don't own printers. People rely on the library. The libraries were closed. People rely on work printers. People were working from home. And so there was no access. And, you know, I'm in Worthington. There was no access here. Uh, and so the, the, I set up this box by the end of the primary season, six, over 60 applications had been picked up in front of my house. Um, and so right now I have, uh, I set up a box again. So far, it's over 70 applications have been picked up at this point. It's been up there for just three weeks. So neighbors helping neighbors to negotiate the changes in, in our election, like the, the, the challenges, like it's hard to get those applications if you don't have access to a printer right away. Um, you can call also to request one. Uh, the Secretary of State is sending them out now. Uh, so I just received mine through the mail there too. So there, there are options, but um, it's about people not being familiar. More people are, are voting this way than ever before. And so uh, not everybody knows exactly how it works. And so people need that information. People need to learn. Voter registration efforts through Indivisible 12 are changing. You know, people used to go to big events. Uh, you'd hit the festivals. Uh, there was a lot of time spent on college campuses uh, doing voter registration there. Those things weren't an option this year. Mm -hmm. uh, and so some of the things that are happening right now is there's a lot of work at um, drive-through pickups. So whether they're uh, school material pickups or uh, uh, school registration uh, events or um, food pickups, food pantries, uh, different food giveaway events. Uh, and so individuals gotten really good at uh, putting teams together that are doing very safe uh, voter registration in these events where cars are kind of moving through. And uh, we need more volunteers. There are lots of opportunities right now, but we need more volunteers. So Maria, give uh, our folks uh, where they can reach out if they want to volunteer. Sure, so we actually have a sign up that uh, is a great resource. Let me find it here. I don't know. Is it possible to share on the chat? What's the best way to do it? Let me find it. Okay, let's go on. Yeah. Find, find out where people can, um, an email, like a, even a website or a Facebook page that they can just go directly to. And Tiffany, why don't you tell us what you're doing with, um, with the COVID situation? Um, well, right now I'm kind of changing gears into election protection. And a few things I want people to remember. First is, I don't know if you can see that, is 866-HOUR-VOTE. I, I will be posting all of the information and sign-ups on Vinny Voter's Instagram. Which and is? he's also on Twitter, Vinny Voter is, so that people can have access to that information. Um, but 866-HOUR-VOTE is the election protection hotline. Okay. Um, we're looking for volunteers to join us with a few different um, types of election protection. And they can find that information at protectthevote.org. 
www.leagueofwomenvoters.net. Okay, excellent. What about League of Women Voters? What about Common Cause? These, these are two very engaged communities that know a lot about um, elections. Do you have something to say about that? They are, they are both under the bigger umbrella of Ohio Voter Rights Coalition. Okay. And they're joining forces um, and pooling resources so that together we can educate people about the, um, we can all educate about um, the voting process, um, but also protecting the vote itself. Um, so those signups are pretty much going to be the same whether you go to Common Cause or League of Women Voters. Um, it's all under Ohio Voter Rights Coalition, protectthevote.net. Oh, another thing is we're looking for election protection ambassadors. And there are people that just train for 15 minutes to um, educate others about the voting process. And they are right. Every one of us has a right to vote. Okay, I'm going to make sure all these links and Deborah's um, email and in our on our Facebook page, which is Grassroots Ohio. Maria, did you get that information? That website, actually, the link is already on the Facebook event page for okay. uh, Grassroots. So it's one of the links on there. It actually explains this if you want to volunteer to uh, do voter registration through Indivisible 12, there's a link there. Excellent. And Deborah, how are you dealing with the COVID situation with your with your focus? I wear two masks, maintain my social distancing, and keep plenty of hand sanitizer and gloves around. And I'm listening to the ladies, and not I don't mean this in disrespect. Everybody, like Maria said, does not have a printer. Everybody does not have internet at home. Like I said, I'm on a tablet. It's sitting on top of a king, of a laptop that's for my job with a hotspot next to it. And I do have a printer that's my job. We have to come out of these, everybody's on the social media. The individ, individuals that you are re, reaching through the Ohio Rights Coalition for Common Cause and all those, to me, those are individuals who are already engaged. They're looking to be a part of the fight. Let's dig into the root of the individuals who don't believe there's a fight that they can be involved in, that no one's fighting for them. Those young people who are downtown pre, uh, protesting, we have individuals that can't go vote because they don't have proper ID. They don't have a utility bill in their name. They don't have an address permanently. So they feel disengaged. And we keep talking about the people who are like us, who are capable and, in, in, and involved and have, you know, these tools. Um, let's not forget about those individuals that do not, who this voting is even more important for them than for us. Definitely. So I just wanted to go through the, the plan the steps that folks can vote early by absentee, absentee voting, mail-in. They can vote early in early voting. They can also vote, you know, day of election. Is there another one there? No? All right. We got them covered. So we have a big, a tough time. We have a lot of people that are disengaged, a lot of people that are undecided, and a lot of people that are confused about how to do this. I mean, I registered early to do absentee vote, and then I got the, the letter from the Secretary of State saying I can register early. So I've already done it, and I still got the letter. So I sent it back again because I wasn't sure. And I had to go to the post office to get a stamp. You know, I can afford a stamp, but it makes it a little harder, right? What is your pitch to the people out listening? What do you want them to do? And how do you want to inspire them? Let's start with you with Maria. Uh, 
My pitch is to that this election is incredibly important, that a lot is on the line right now, and that it's important that, that we have three good ways of voting. Uh, and the, the, it, those three different ways, you just need to come up with a plan, and there could be support to help you navigate those three different ways. So there, there are resources out there, and there are people who are eager to, to help support you to navigate this election through those three different good ways of voting. There is not one better way. They're all equally good, different choices for different people. They're all great. Just vote. Thank you. How about you, Tiffany? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I think that the other ladies speak for me that this is, this is our chance right now. Um, and more of us have got to step up and do it. And it's, it's just the beginning. And Deborah, I would love to join you on a Friday afternoon. So I'll connect with you to do that. I mean, it's time to, to think. I'm trying to think about the words, but people are making decisions for us. Um, mm -hmm. And they do need to be held accountable because there are quite a few that are hurting our communities. And maybe not yours in particular. And if that's where you are, Try to see outside your own bubble and self and see how people who have power, I mean, there's just no other way to say it. They're hurting. They're hurting our communities. So get out the vote. Yeah, and they need to be held accountable. All and right, we're running out of time, Tiff. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. it. Deborah, Thank you've you. got 30 seconds. Tell people okay. what you want. I want you to vote. I want you to vote. I want you to vote. I want to find someone that has a voter registration form, sign someone that has an absentee form, find a way to get up to 1700 more road and early vote. If your polls, if you know that your polling is going to be old, go vote, 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 vote. V-O-T-E. That's what I want you to do. All find right. me, find invisible, find somebody and vote. All right, everybody, check our uh, Facebook page, Grassroot Ohio. We'll make sure all this information is on it. Thanks so much for joining us today. Bye-bye. Thank you, Carolyn. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Grassroot Ohio, 94.1 FM, WGRN.org. We air Friday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to all our previous shows archived on the top post of our Grassroot Ohio Facebook page. There's a time to listen and learn, a time to organize and strategize, and a time to stand up, fight back.